When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the episode of Game Dev Unchained, the number one game development podcast about game development and the lifestyle thereof. I am your host, Brandon Pham, and joining me, a special guest, and I'm going to butcher his last name, I'm going to try my best, Igor Puskarik. Am I correct on this? Close enough. Hello, everyone. (laughs) (laughs) All right, Igor. Thank you for joining us. Um, this is the part Thanks, of the podcast, of course, uh, that we ask about a little bit about your background, where you are, where you're heading, just to give our listeners and viewers out there a little bit of idea who we're talking to this hour. Mm, uh, I have been uh, involved in the game dev for about nine years now. Uh, been all over the place had a lot of clients and now I'm doing uh, my second game ever that's going to come out with Space Jack. Nice. Uh, hopefully going in the same direction as before, but better. So, uh, uh, doing art. Yeah. <laughs> <It's>, <laughs> so I'm, I'm pretty good with accents, right? So you're, you're, it doesn't sound like you're American. Where exactly are you, you're from right now? Uh, yeah, I'm uh, Eastern Europe, Croatia. Croatia, and wh- how? Like, what was? Um, did you go to a traditional college, or are you self-taught? No, um, I'm self-taught. Uh, at least how, that's how we say it. Although <laughs> I have, uh, I got help from other artists early, but mainly self-taught. Yeah, basically, what you do is just learn basics and use what you got, and then. All the extra knowledge gets kind of glued to that as you go. Mm-hmm. So you organically spread it as time goes. And um, how's the good game development scene over there in Eastern Europe? I know there's, is it very few and spread apart or is it mostly driven by Sort of, but indie? it's growing a lot lately. Yeah, right. it's like, I feel like it's growing exponentially in the last few years. It has been dead, I mean... For a great majority of my professional existence, it was almost dead. It's weird, but uh, it's growing really rapidly now. Well, what um, also, you... it helps because game dev is a like world mm-hmm. world thing. It's no longer localized as much as before. What do you say is the uh, main impetus to kind of get the? Uh the game development scene over there growing? What was the main reason the last few years that, that has been fueling its growth over in Eastern Europe? Well, I think it's the general awareness of gaming being a thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's mainly uh, run, mainly uh, pushed by enthusiasts uh, because, uh, because of simply information is free and more and more young people can actually uh, engage it. And I'm, I think that's the main driver. And mm-hmm. then the laws and everything else kind of follows that, and it's always late. But uh, it's getting more and more louder, so I think that's that's the thing that's going. That's a that's an interesting yeah that's an interesting thing. So when you're mentioning laws, were you, are you talking about like laws that was restricting from creatives uh, f- uh, for creatives to to actually be into game development or what type of laws are you talking about that's being lifted or changed? Uh, I mean like business business laws for example when I opened my business uh, we don't even have a category for such a thing we still don't Mm -hmm. there's nothing uh, in the law that's proclaimed a game artist or an outsourcing studio or anything like that Uh, it's weird but you have to like proclaim yourself uh, as something and it doesn't exist because the laws haven't changed since mm-hmm. to 
2007 in terms of that proclamation, for example. And then the taxation is high and a lot of other things. Mm-hmm. Uh, mainly that on the business end. Uh, we can still, of course, uh, work uh, for someone else, but then you have to leave. You had to leave the country before, and now with the internet and the freelance awareness growing, it's a lot, lot easier. Uh, but of course, people are the ones that are pushing it. First, they they try, they get loud, and then law kind of hears mm-hmm. it and listens. What What are the um, the most um popular game studios over in Eastern Europe that worldwide people will recognize if, yeah, that you think? I think if in Croatia, that will be Grow Team. They made Serious Sam. And mm-hmm. I think everyone's heard of it. Right, right, right. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, they're the most, the most uh, popular ones. Right. Because CD Project is over in Poland, uh, right? Poland, I think it's Poland. Yeah, they're also... They're they globally well known. Yeah, they are real awesome. Yeah, they are really, really good. It's and incredible. so, are so? Do you think like these studios that that are like recognized worldwide are, are really helping that region to kind of move things along? Uh, definitely. Yeah, there's always some giant uh, that is uh, kind of a role model. It encourages everyone else, uh, and then like they push the blood behind them, which mm-hmm. is great. Mm-hmm. So it kind of a, it's a great intensive for for uh, others to go. Uh, I mean, there are a lot of people with ideas, and if you gather a team that is both uh, good to work with and full of ideas and has knowledge, then you got something good going in, for sure. Mm-hmm. Is there like but, a yeah. pre- pretty big community over there that helps each other out with? Um, you mentioned you're working on your own game right now with the, with the small team. Like, how how do you guys go about? Finding each other. Um. Well, uh, the the studio is called Space Jar, and we are basically cooperating. I'm like an outsourcing uh, element. I'm the only artist in the game. Uh, how it went on is because uh, I was very active in self marketing and had some success with uh, with some of my models. Uh, it probably brought me to some spaces where they saw me and mm. they reached out and that's how we met and that's that was a great thing mm-hmm. they are very capable so we kind of managed to do a lot mm-hmm. in that combination we're actually a three-man team mm-hmm. and um, we had some pros on occasion that helped helping us and uh, we had a great help from two very famous people one mm-hmm. of them is Hambert. Mm-hmm. Humbert Chabuel, he worked on Fifth Element as a concept artist, so oh, he nice. basically designed the basic uh, tanks and uh, uh, initial buildings, and he occasionally comes in and uh, gives input on how to make things cooler. Mm-hmm. Also, on the music end, we had uh, Ben Watkins. You may know him as Juno Reactor. He did uh, music for The Matrix. Oh, nice. So they're kind of a, they're more like friends of Space Jar, and they, we needed help, and they jumped in. Mm-hmm. So I felt uh, really cool when I entered that team because I was uh, still am sort of a no-name, but it was great to be surrounded by such talent, actually. Well, don't count yourself um, short, man. <laughs> I've seen your work. I know. <laughs> super talented. Um, Thanks. And what, was it these connections made through networking of the other two members, or how how about it? Did you guys get such high profile people to to help you guys with the game? I think it's it's. I think we found each other halfway through because as I work as a solo uh, freelancer, it's my job to market myself heavily, uh, which kind of helped them see me. And they are—they have experience on their end. Uh, they obviously needed my type of work, and I believe it's kind of—it definitely went both ways. If I—if I can try them with marketing, I probably—I would be invisible, basically. I'm sure it. So you—you you marketing yourself is one of the skill set that I feel um, game developers, even working at 
big companies. I, I, I came from like the AAA industry, right? So I've worked mm. on huge franchises. So my eyes have always been, awesome. yeah, it's been cool. But like the thing that I feel that we suffer from, uh, from that side of the industry is that se- the self-marketing part, being a businessman, being able to be yeah. free from the job and be able to, uh, get jobs on my own type of thing, right? If I have to. Yeah. And I feel like any developers have a leg up with that because you guys are forced to kind of promote yourself, but it opens yes. up to a lot of opportunities that I would say <laughs> that we, you know, triple A guys don't really pay attention to or know that's that's out yeah. there. Yeah, the, exactly. Yeah, you have to be everything. Mm-hmm. You have to be the creator, designer, art director, PR, uh, marketing. You also have to be an agency that produces material for marketing. Mm-hmm. You have to come up with a plan, what order and what way for which platform. It's like you encompass like five different people at least, mm-hmm. plus your actual work. So mm-hmm. it's kind of, yeah, it is hard in the beginning. Mm-hmm. And it's not for everyone, but yeah you need to do everything yeah it or definitely, you can just work for others others I, in a studio right that's like yeah it definitely pushes it's you different. to be yeah very disciplined and very motivated uh, sort of and committed yeah motivated more than disciplined <laughs> really? it kind of, yeah i'm not really disciplined i just feel what i need to do and i just do it oh, that's uh, discipline man so it comes up as discipline <laughs> maybe in eastern europe you have a different definition but i feel like americans just have uh generally on over here in america i think the attitude is very relaxed when it comes to and i i would say borderline lazy uh for people to kind of have a goal set and and do it you say it's simple but a lot of people (laughs) struggle with that idea because uh, they get either distracted or, uh, at the very worst, discouraged. I mean, they see something that's not working the way it is in their head, supposed to work at the beginning, and they just quit. But you're quitters. So you yeah. say, but that, your answer alone, like, already shows that you have this mentality that a lot of people strive for, which is, uh, you know, I'm. I set it out and I'm going to do it. So I got to do it. Yeah. That's, that's very uh, difficult, man. Is that something that you've always had growing up or was it something you, you had to learn of, through the hard way? It's a bit of both. I mm-hmm. think a lot of that that comes out as lazy is because uh, I think their life is too easy. Mm. Uh, the thing with me is I always wanted to be an artist, but for example, I had no internet until I was 25. So, any potential I might have called mm. held uh, has been like I couldn't reach anywhere. I couldn't show it to anyone. It was very, very like Stone Age. Mm-hmm. So that was one tool that is irreplaceable. And uh, also the notion of you working as an artist was like unheard of. Mm-hmm. It was a completely different world. So I was forced to work on jobs that I hated, basically, or just didn't like. I felt it wasn't for me. Mm-hmm. And it's a very bad economical situation here. So I was, I combined my my desire and I was also pushed into just a stubborn decision to do what I love or or, or die, basically. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like, it's this or that. And that's a great, like the fear, not fear, but it's like the obvious situation where you have no uh, choice is a great potent for a strong decision-making, in a way. And uh, especially when you grow and you have no proof of your success, it's like uh, it's like a stage dive with no people. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Like pure, pure faith, uh, it's also a great drive. Uh, and I think that kind of helped me mm-hmm. uh, become so aggressive uh, with uh, the, the other unartsy stuff. Mm-hmm. It's a it's a point that I feel like listeners out there and viewers uh, should really think about because a lot of 
success, not just within the game industry, but especially with the game industry and art, uh, is um, determined by your location. So that's why I keep coming coming back. It's very impressive, you know, being in Eastern Europe. You're not completely surrounded by game developers, like you said. It is a growing market, right? It's it's slowly being yeah. recognized, but you know, it's, there's still a ways to go. And for you to kind of make up for that by determination and and commitment, uh, it's absolutely necessary yeah. for you to kind of stand out and be noticed. Um, yeah. Luckily, there's the no internet. That, yeah, there's no choice, but you used yeah, to be no surprised. Choice. Like, um, it's like that type of attitude that is necessary to kind of survive and thrive mm-hmm. within the game industry. Game industry is really hard. I'm sure you've heard, you know, plenty of stories of even if people work on their dream job, it's it's very difficult to keep that job and be competitive and mm-hmm. work within the industry. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, it, it also, but, yeah, it yeah. matters how you position yourself also. Oh yeah, very because, sought after. Yeah, yeah. It it depends on, on like a million factors. Exactly. It depends how desperate you are. It depends on what's the culture of employment. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, it depends on what you're willing to do, how you market yourself, mm-hmm. uh, in terms of the way of work you do. Mm-hmm. For example, I don't do realism and humans, so I don't put them in my portfolio. Mm-hmm. Therefore, I don't expect to be uh, called for it. You know? right. uh, uh, also, I don't. Uh, I don't aim to work in a studio because I love my independence. It's also kind of a character thing, and you just push your way and hope you get lucky. Right. <laughs> That's kind of. But that that's a decision I'm sure you made very early on in your career because obviously you probably yes. have family and friends over there. You you're not really I think it's 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 uh it's thrilling if you're very young within the industry it's like I'll move wherever the job is, right? But when yeah. as you're getting older it's like ah, you know, I kind of like where I am. Everything about my life is great except for, you know, I want to work on certain games or whatever. Yeah. Um, but it is a decision that you make early on in your career, and it sounds like you've made it. Um, and <laughs> it's true. It's like to kind of have that mindset of like, hey, you know, I'm going to make it work doing what I love, but being where exactly where I'm going to be. Uh, was yeah. that something yeah, that you've always... Somewhere. Yeah, start somewhere. There. Was that something you yeah. really decided early on, or did you try to like try moving around and thought about it? It's like, you know what? I really don't want to move. Like, I, I really thought it through. And I just don't uh, want to move anywhere. Uh, for me, it's not about moving. Actually, I don't like okay. my hometown at all, and I want right. to move. Uh, <laughs> okay. But the, the thing with me, I always wanted to find a team mm-hmm. so that we do work on something. However, I see. Uh, it's so unique uh, and rare that I couldn't find anyone. Right. Uh, so basically, if I found someone, it didn't turn out well because it just didn't work. Mm-hmm. So when I gave up and and pushed my own agenda and myself, and then I got found by the right people, ironically. Nice. But nice. Uh, regarding the the solo work, I actually don't like the the notion of uh, strict work time. I like to make my own time. Yeah. Plus, I, I think... don't want to travel to a studio <laughs> because I lose. Like uh, an hour a day is for me, it's huge. I can do a lot in one hour. Right. Uh, instead of traveling to work, it would be a killer, especially more than half an hour. It's like crazy. Yeah, yeah I totally agree with you, man. I I think I spent half my career, or more than half, um, traveling. And I, I, like, yeah. I, I, I recently went full time, but I would say about a year. Uh, there was a really good job in, in San Francisco. You know, I live in Southern California, so it's about eight hours mm-hmm. away, right? So I decided that because I have a house here, uh, mm-hmm. I didn't want to move, but I want to take that job. So I took that job, and what I ended up doing was I was away from my family throughout the week yeah. and would fly yeah. back in the weekend just to avoid moving up to San Francisco. So much energy. So much energy so is much. wasted. But like you said, as a creative, you know, we don't want to waste our time with other things than 
to be creative. Yeah. Um, Especially if you're, if you have your own like business stuff, business life, and all other, all other, stuff. other non-artistic stuff. Mm -hmm. uh, it's really time engaging. Like I like work. I work all day basically. Yeah. But because I work for myself, it doesn't bother me. It's more fun. Yeah. It's way more fun because it's, it's an invest. It's not something that goes through you and, and you lose it. Yeah. You always keep your work behind it. Accumulates. It's beautiful because yeah. of that. Yeah. I would only work in a studio to meet some cool people and maybe out of curiosity. Right. That would be awesome. That, that is yeah. definitely a huge element. Just meeting people, being social. Uh, but, yeah. you know for every good person that you meet there's like five <laughs> terrible people uh, yeah i know <laughs> so i'm I sure some horrible <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. I horrible bosses and i learned that i will never again have a boss yes so, and that's yeah. the conflicting that's, thing yeah that i've always kind of went through <laughs> yeah exactly that's the thing that i always go through with every job place is like i love this place but mm -hmm. Those five guys over there <laughs> just makes yeah. every day a little bit more difficult. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. So you kind of mentioned before, I kind of want to dive a, a little deeper about how you, um, before you went into uh, self-promotion and it, it started to mm. kind of pick up and give you the jobs and types of teams that you were looking for, uh, you were going through this trial of like meeting people and, trying to see this this uh, t uh it was a good fit or not can you kind of explain that more in detail about what exactly well not exactly what happened but roughly like was it just because personalities didn't match or expectations didn't get met up or they're not as disciplined as you are or what exactly about it didn't a work? little bit of everything basically okay. and it all accumulates uh, over time where it just bursts your bubble right because uh, first of all, there are no many people who know how to do the job, mm -hmm. for example. And then there's a lot of people who know how to work, but they're very egoistic, like to the, to the point of poisonous. Mm -hmm. Like, yeah, and basically they're not uh, like fit to work with people as much as you would hope for. Right. So it's like... Uh, a clash of egos thing where mm -hmm. people are making decisions based on them being right instead of what's good for the project. Right. And that, uh, when that thing happens over a course of a certain time, it, like it, it kills the project. Things are worked over for indefinite times and uh, it kills your time. It kills the money. It kills everything. It just doesn't work mm -hmm. while you sacrifice like everything else, all the chances you missed, uh, you don't go anywhere. It's not progressing. It's just bad. Mm -hmm. It's not a healthy work condition. Mm -hmm. uh, and other things were like different people, different teams. People are just lazy. They get mm -hmm. hyped on initial idea like uh, like children, which is great and should, but it's not. Uh, it's like it's never kept going. Mm -hmm. People get lazy like in the middle of the project, and just everything dies mm -hmm. off. Right. Yeah. No, I totally see. This is something that I feel again, um, coming from a AAA background, mm -hmm. it's tough to kind of see that, right? Because obviously, when you're, yeah. you know, I'm used to a big team. Everyone gets paid to do their job, and um, I'm sure I'm not saying it doesn't happen. Of course, people get lazy or they're not doing their work that causes problems. But you can hide behind other people and stuff and push the blame. Yeah, a greater team, you have to have more control. Yeah, exactly. That's why I like I like I really like small, multi-talented teams. It's right. more personal and the work, the work is more effective. Right, it's way more powerful because there is no like complex chain of commands where you would lose time, mm -hmm. and everything is clear, like in a direct communication. It's, it's for me. I love it. Mm -hmm. uh, if I can choose, I would only choose small, strong team rather than a large right. corporate team. So have you tried uh, just during this trial by fire <laughs> before you yeah, found your success? Yeah. Was it both remote and uh, in a studio type of setting or um, was everybody in their separate uh, no. homes? It's more like friends in a garage. Oh, wow. Okay. Sort of like that. So let me ask you that. Man. How was it that? Cool. 
So especially like the initial idea, and I've talked to a lot of people about this, where you feel like friends are obviously the the best choice. Is like, hey, let's make something. Yeah, let's do it.、Mm-hmm. But then you start seeing, <laughs> yeah, you start seeing these issues, right? It's like, man, why、yeah. are you not showing up, or why are you not doing what you said you did? Does that hurt?、Yeah. Of course, it affects because now you're business people, right? It affects your friendship. It affects your business. Ah,、uh, sort of. How was Back that? Back then, we weren't. It's been a while since I was、right. in that situation.、Uh, for over a year, almost two years, I've been working with、uh, Spajar on Tanks of the Galaxy, and that's. Beautiful, and before that, I was with Inner Hero,、mm-hmm. uh, with fleets of heroes, and that was also amazing. It just、mm-hmm. the only way I mentioned this is because you asked,、uh, because it's not it's no longer part of my experience. Right,、uh, but as you say, trial by fire. You know,、mm-hmm. in time, you just、uh, leave what is、mm-hmm. not good and keep what is. Basically, it's the only solution, unless you're lucky enough to just have first time luck, which is awesome. Right. Like、uh, it took me years to,、yeah. to find myself in a situation where I'm pleased with everything,、mm-hmm. and then I see someone like 17 years old get a、yeah. job in a in a company. Like wow! <laughs> yeah, I hate those guys. <laughs> <laughs> Crazy! It's just insane. <laughs> yeah, I mean it happens. I mean that's what's great about our industry. Our industry doesn't really require、yeah. any college degree, or we actually hate it, or、yeah. don't even don't hate it, but we don't really think about it. Uh, as long as your portfolio yeah, is there, they're also overrated. Yeah, it's、oh, super it's overrated. overrated. Even for non-gaming people,、mm-hmm. they serve don't teach you life at all.、It's、yes, more like clumping knowledge over as many years as possible without the core knowledge. It's weird.、Mm-hmm. Yeah, colleges are weird. No, no, it's, it's a, more it's... like sucking money than actual knowledge, practical,、yeah. useful knowledge. So is that the because、uh, to kind of write off of that comment? It's like the the United States right now is kind of like on a decline when it comes to educational.、Uh, when yeah, the increase yeah increase of college tuition is insane, and even with people with a college degree are coming out of school with、uh, no jobs to go into. And this is not just games; this is overall right because、uh, all the jobs are being automated, right? Even lawyers、mm-hmm. coming out like doing、uh, doing legal paperwork like the initial four years are are being automated by these big companies of like computers can figure that out、yeah. we don't need you、um, yeah only creativity will stay valid I think exactly because all the genetic stuff will be AI'd yes probably so is this something that's happening over there in Eastern Europe you guys have the same attitude or are you just a little bit more well, have a little bit more more foresight than the average of, person it depends on the I- individual. Uh, I mean, many people are not really techy here, right? And they don't even think about it; they don't care,、um, right? But the ones that are kind of, we all kind of understand it's going to happen.、Mm-hmm. Uh, the ones that are curious about it know it.、Mm-hmm. So we do take in consideration, like planning future stuff. But the、uh, school system is so slow, very yeah. slow. Yeah, it's not in 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 single step with change. Changes happen way too fast for the school system to catch up.、Mm-hmm. It's crazy. It's gonna be really crazy. I yeah, insane. Yeah, is is college or, or education? Well, I mean, of, of course, all all countries value education, but like traditional education, is it valued over there as hard as like you have、uh, to go to college? Yeah.、Or? Okay. It's not like you have to, but it's still valued. Okay.、Uh, and it's not like it's. Oh, no, completely useless. But the、uh, uh, thing is, the colleges are not、uh, organized and played planned based on the、um, uh, work demand.、Mm-hmm. So, like we have like hundreds, like thousands, hundreds of、uh, economy students that have can cannot find an employment. Yeah, <laughs>、uh, it's like school system kind of eats eats people up through it and then just tosses them out. Yeah, spits them out.、Uh, It's not tailored in、mm-hmm. an efficient way.、Mm-hmm. Uh, regarding gaming, there are some school like Makina School,、mm-hmm. game dev, but that's more like it's not a college.、Mm-hmm. It's like a, a quick course directly through onto the gaming, and that's the only thing.、Mm, that's tough. Like these little, these little individuals who decide to go there,
mm-hmm. uh, basically are the pioneers that are pushing it. Mm-hmm. And more and more, based on their example, I I believe that uh, official state education system will catch up on it. Mm-hmm. But then there's a demand for professors and to be a professor, you need to finish more school. And while uh, the industry is going so fast, by the time you finish that school, it will be outdated. <laughs> yeah. So they hire people that are now in the industry, and that's the only way. Like, if, if you work in an actual studio, an actual game, then you can be a professor. Otherwise, you will not be in tune with times, right. which is something that we need to figure out, I think. It's something, yeah. It was something that, um, you know, uh, after I went and graduated college and started to work in the game industry, uh, I went back to teach. And it was a weird thing that was happening before I graduated where they, uh, like you said, they wanted professors with master's degree to teach game design and game development. And it's like, who are these guys who are not working? That has the time to get master's degree in game development. It's like, oh my god, (laughs) because I know what it's like with a full time job. There's no way I have the time to like do this at night or something. Yeah, and like you said, eventually they had to. Yeah, they had to hire real professionals because, like you said, it's a fast changing industry where you have tools coming out every day, and for someone to be in a classroom, yeah, yeah. Uh, the system itself is not tailored for creative thought, but for worker mentality. It's like you're not taught how to think, more like absorb data. That's also an issue. Mm-hmm. Uh, about, uh, also, on the other hand, if you're going to just learn new stuff, you can learn forever, which right. is not good. Because yeah. if you just learn, there's so many knowledge, so much knowledge in so many directions that you have to stop somewhere, otherwise you wouldn't do anything and never. Mm-hmm. So basically, what I learned is the core of software enough to get me what I need. Mm-hmm. And as I said in the beginning, and then I learned what I need when I need it. Mm-hmm. I don't use my free time to just learn for learning's sake. Mm-hmm. Uh, otherwise, I would lose all my time. Yeah. For sure. It is something that I um, uh, I've noticed myself too, like because um, there's so much software, so much stuff, tutorials, like you said, that is teaching constantly new techniques, and I can literally sit down for like three months straight, kind of going through the, yeah. the li- my list of stuff that I want to learn. Yeah. But uh, like you said, without it being applicable, without it pertaining to a project that I'm trying to figure out right now, I'm gonna forget exactly. it exactly. Like you know, I yeah, sat. Me too. Yeah, I sat I down with. <laughs> yeah, I, I sat down with. It, <laughs> exactly. Yeah, you like, like no use. Yeah. I was sitting down with I mean, some designer. Something. Yeah. <laughs> and I was exactly. sitting there. It's like I, I got it. With the designer. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was like, I don't understand but, any of this but, anymore. What is this? Yeah. <laughs> so, so how I learn when I need it, I learn it, and then I I do a personal project only mm. with the new stuff. Right. So it sits in muscle memory. Commit, yeah. And then I use it on occasion when it feels like I should. Mm-hmm. And then it stays with me. Otherwise, no, it's just an info that passes through my head like daily use. I just See. don't care. And that's uh, what... And also, the, what you said, yeah. the, the, the project itself has a character that demands a certain set of tools. And then right. you acquire those and right. keep those, which is what... Yeah, the secret sauce to learning is something that we've never taught in school exactly. like they never teach you how to yeah. learn and yeah i would and that's the best knowledge the most important one how mm-hmm. to learn mm-hmm. and how to keep your mind empty when it needs to be how to unlearn stuff mm-hmm. is also important yes like some, some new knowledge need, needs from your end to forget the old knowledge which mm-hmm. is very hard mm-hmm. like new 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 algorithms like for optimizations will probably demand maybe different ways of modeling exactly exactly and uh it's something that i feel like a a lot of uh a lot of students in the united states uh are are really lazy about like um we you can imagine we have so much resources around we have schools you know especially i live in la right which is a lot of the studios are there in los angeles and uh i've went to school with students that 
was able to take out loans or have their parents pay for it and, and just sit there and never did anything with it. Yeah. And that's why I kind of love the fact that I think the harsh reality that you went through to kind of gain this knowledge and your ability to succeed within the yeah. industry is is really necessary with our industry in particular to not have all the yeah. resources available. And when be stuff like, is too easy, you don't have the motivation. Right. You gotta like I feel like it's necessary to to fight for it. And I that's why I feel like the indie yeah. developers are in a better position than uh the triple A developers yeah. because I also love indies. Yes. In I love uh, all about it because it's it's small but powerful. Like the very powerful thing. Yeah. And Beautiful, it's true. Yeah. They're the uh, true, the yeah. future. Yeah. And it's mm, because of it's that like guerrilla warfare. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> but it's that mentality is that is necessary because you know the industry is kind yeah. of going through a rough, rough patch right now with how to deal with crunch culture and and um, dealing with people. Oh, and yeah, that's very important not to happen. Yeah, and so yeah, without yeah, the that yeah. yeah, without the fortitude that you you've built with being an indie developer of like surviving and being able to like really love the craft enough to kind of put the time behind it. Uh, I feel like it's it's very tough. Yeah. Yeah. It's also tough. Yeah. Yeah. And like you said, the way you're learning and you're constantly learning is something that developers who are in a cushy job, right? Uh, don't really do as much. You'd be surprised. Like I've been in these studios there. People just stop learning new stuff. They just like, hey, I'm doing this one thing for the next five years until this game ships. I'm going to keep doing that one thing. And they forget and I couldn't do that. (laughs) See all the software. That's what I mean. It's a different mentality. I love change. Mm -hmm. I love love change and experimentation. Mm -hmm. So many cool stuff were made after Mm -hmm. mistakes. Like Mistakes like lucky, happy, happy accidents. Like we need something to make a concept, and it doesn't pass. Although it's good, but it's not like good for a game because of I don't know the the direction. The art yeah. direction is has been decided. But then the same thing, change the color and it works perfectly on a poster, for example. Yeah, you know nothing is lost, and mistakes are actually cool. As mm-hmm. long as they don't take too much of a time check. But uh, the point is learning mm-hmm. and experimentation. That then it's alive, project evolves organically, while right. still keep it consistent with the initial idea of it. Mm-hmm. So and it with... goes on both from programmer and artist side, right, uh, and gameplay side, right. Again, the day we try it out, hold it, improve it, or mm-hmm. remove it, whatever needs. Mm-hmm. and it's cool it's always interesting like it's never it's never the same each day mm-hmm. which is why I, I wouldn't do anything else ever mm-hmm. well, I love this dynamics yeah. it's uh, something that I personally am like kind of going through like uh, wait <laughs> how, how would I best describe it? I'm going through like a middle age crisis of a game developer right now <laughs> where uh, mm-hmm. you know of course I'm very proud of all the games that I've helped shipped um, with like major studios and everything and had a, you know, a good career, but I haven't felt like I contributed anything period uh, because mainly because I got in the industry because I wanted to eventually make my own game. And uh, without me kind of putting something out there that, that I can say that this cannot exist without me. Right. Uh huh. Where I, I, you know, I can't say that oh, well. with the other big games because the other big games are big, but they would have been made even without my input, right? I was just there to help, uh-huh. and I'm at the point you of my mean career where it's like a core, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Than a person. And this is I something, understand. yeah, this, this is, is something exactly that I'm, I'm so, yeah, and I'm at that yeah. point where, especially with this podcast and talking to so many developers such as yourself who are doing the things that, like, you know what, what they're doing is exactly what I've been wanting to do, and. Um, yeah, <laughs> and it took me a while yeah, to kind of figure that out. Um, 
because I know the other the other story too. A lot of indie developers, you know, are trying something and they eventually want to work on a, a big uh, a big game, right? But I'm always yeah, so standing there. But myself, yeah, <laughs> I don't want to work. In yeah, them. I want to work for them. Yeah, exactly. Like that, yeah. So I'm standing there, like mm, it's not that great over here. <laughs> <laughs> I know. <laughs> you get free donuts once in a while, but it's not. It's not oh. that. The satisfaction I feel as an artist is like, you know, you get some of that right when the game ships or whatever with a big company, but you can't really just stand up there and be like, "This is me. This is what I helped without my in, uh, input." you know, a major percentage of the game would not be there. Can't say that with, like, The Last of Us. You can't really say that with uh, with God of War, right? Unless you're the creative director. And maybe, like, yeah, some yeah, of the leads. Kind of like that. Yeah. Yeah. And like so, the creative force. The actual creative right. shape-shifting force. Very yeah, few, I right? I, I would say only maybe yeah. the creative director, maybe the art director, maybe... But like anyone outside yeah. of that circle is like, come on, you don't. They could have hired someone else. It yeah, would have been the same. <laughs> like yeah. pure production beyond mm-hmm. the point of idea. Yeah. Right. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Exactly. exactly. So is this something that um, you feel like you've been a hundred percent able to fulfill? Uh, just being able to work for yourself, self promotion, working in smaller teams is like, hey, you I know. I think so. Yeah. Okay. I feel like everything I do is like ninety-eight percent mine. See, that's what I'm missing. Out, it, it, <laughs> yeah, like it really is. Like for Flits of Heroes game, uh, they were awesome. They bought my drone pack, and I took it and I adapted it to have ten grades of development visually, and they're now in the game wow. unchanged. Mm-hmm. almost i also designed the buildings it's like 100 percent my design mm-hmm. my production and i also animated some trailers which is also i feel mine mm-hmm. it's like i don't have anyone above me they just, i just have them to say they are happy with my work mm-hmm. and, and it still remains my like it's like my child <laughs> yes and, and that's very similar stuff is with thanks of the galaxy Mm-hmm. I, I did like 95, 96% of all art in the game. Uh, it's like my personal portfolio that everyone can play. It's beautiful. Yeah. And I think that is because I, I get a, like a sense of that when I'm doing right now I'm full time on my, on my own stuff and I'm, I'm working with a few mm-hmm. friends uh, on a game. But like I get a lot more well, satisfaction like for this podcast for instance, right? You know, I edit it, I put it up, it's out there, people can listen. But like yeah, that feels more fulfilling than me shipping like a game know, that everyone. Yeah, exactly. It's weird, right? But it was like moments like that yeah. when I was working for somebody where I felt was missing and it took me a long time to be like, what's going on? You know, I've I've done the things that, you know, as a kid we always want to work on Call of Duty, yeah. Battlefield, whatever, right? It was like, oh, these yeah. games that I played, I would love to be on these. But once I got there, um, there was there's just creatively, I was not satisfied. Like, yeah, um, the logic be- was full, but but yeah. the feeling wasn't there. Exactly, yeah. and it took exactly. it took me a while as an artist to figure that out. And um, I am glad that I was able to kind of make things work so that I, I don't keep on doing that, you know. Um, just showing up to work, doing things I don't feel a hundred percent into. But uh, yeah, that, talking that to matters. indie developers, it helped. Yeah, it matters yeah, a lot. Exactly, it matters a lot what you accept, when what you get yourself into, in what mm-hmm. direction. Mm-hmm. Because so, I'm sure you have like friends and contacts that doesn't have to be in the industry itself that are feeling that type of void, right? Like with their jobs and yes. Oh, many people. All all types of people. (laughs) And that's that's crazy, right? Yeah, it's insane. Eight hours. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, what what are the working conditions over in Eastern Europe? Is it, we we have like an eight hour, 40 40 hour week type of thing. Same thing? 
Yeah, we we do the same. Okay. Some some gaming companies are basically very cool, mm-hmm. uh, flexible. Like you have to work your own eight hours, but it's you don't necessarily have to go there at seven. Right. You can go at nine, but then stay longer. Right. Uh, sometimes you can work at home. Uh, thing is, the game dev guys are like different the best humans. Yeah. In terms of social understanding, because we all kind of came from the garage. Right. And it's it's not it's not that corporate here, which is great. Mm-hmm. So it's cool. Uh, but the the basic other classic type of jobs uh, that's like terrible. Mm-hmm. Sometimes people can work without weekends for like minimum wage and horror stories in a similar manner. Again, it depends. Some firms are good, but basically it's not that cool situation economically. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's getting there, but not yet. Right. Obviously, you mentioned it's a lot of harsher reality over there where you live and it's a lot more difficult to kind yeah. of do the things that you want to do. Um and of course, we discussed the ways that you know you were able to take advantage of that and have a leg up on on anybody. Because I'll, I'll take you over anybody that has been very cushy uh, in the United <laughs> States. You know what I mean? It's a different mentality because I think that type yeah, of yeah, because you feel the drive, the drive, the Me hunger. Me too. When I, when I, for example, when I have a project and I'm busy, and I and I trust that client for returning clients, for example. Mm-hmm. And I can't do the job, but then I, I know who I can recommend to take mm-hmm. that client. Mm-hmm. Uh, so basically, we, we try to create a network of capable people and keep the clients happy. Mm-hmm. It's like a like an ecosystem, mm-hmm. I guess, uh, of work and demand. Mm-hmm. Uh, we also, I also, as you said, I, I understand when, when another solo mm-hmm. uh, artist works and i see how how he works and how he behaves and Mm -hmm. also trust him far more than what you say cushy people yeah because they're flaky you cannot count on them and also don't want to recommend someone that is on and off all the time because i would feel like ashamed from that recommendation probably definitely yeah it's um it's a it's a off and on switch for a lot of people. You feel like uh, because yes. I work with people at work, it's like, oh man, this guy is kick ass. He can do a lot of stuff. But then, as soon as you start working extra time, you know, on other project after mm-hmm. work or whatever, it's like you're not even the same guy. <laughs> it's this lazy yeah. person because <laughs> I guess a lot of it is uh, it has to do with. Um, the mentality, right? It's like this is my mm. my life depends on this versus ah, oh, this is an extra yeah, thing sort of. yeah. for fun. Yes. Doesn't matter if it <laughs> ships or not. It's like no, man. How do you get anything done like that? Yeah, yeah. Uh, the golden middle is when it's always fun and it gets shipped. <laughs> yes. I also I'm I, I'm I I'm a fun junkie. Mm-hmm. I like to have fun because uh, it's just not cool. To work. Right. I think I think there's something to that as you're mentioning like it, it it's yeah, like um, it's, it's people really who are very important. right like people who are used to f- finish like a finishing junkie like being uh knowing what yeah. it takes to 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 finish something see it all the way through and feeling that satisfaction uh people yeah. who are lazy who don't get to the finish line as much don't know that feeling so they don't really get to attach to anything yeah. past the beginning yeah, exactly you have to feel it to know it sort of thing mm-hmm. uh, what I do uh, when I work on something it's it's usually something I love to do mm-hmm. so I kind of get in the zone and I, it's like a child playing mm-hmm. I just work until it's done right. and I don't have the laziness syndrome doing that it's not because I'm disciplined because, but because I, it's just hilariously fun to just right. do it Right. Unless it's UVs, I hate UVs. <laughs> but otherwise, yeah. Otherwise, I love everything about. Um, I feel like um, they're from concept so... to animation. It's just pleasurable. <laughs> right, right. I, I feel like they're very close to having automated UVs. I mean, they're already doing a lot with oh. it, so it's close. It's getting yeah, there. I, I can't <laughs> wait for that. I am due to apology also. But on the other hand, I love the control I have while I do it. It's like mm-hmm. a 
love-hate relationship. Meditative is what I've heard a lot of people say. Yeah, about the process. yeah, it can be. Yeah, no, not more, not not much philosophy, but just surrender to it. Right. <laughs> sort of. Yeah, I like meditation. <laughs> it's like you're so it's abused like, by the process where you're like, I feel no yeah, more pain. Yeah, so yeah. abused, <laughs> no longer. <laughs> yeah, that's, exactly. That's how I see UVs. Yeah, I'm right there with you, man. Um, yeah. So, like, have you always been in love with 2D and 3D? Have you, you know, are you starting to get more into effects? Because that, I've seen the pathway for a lot of artists where it's like get into the art side of things and then they start to get really technical. I mean, where are you in the process with that? Being uh, the the one man like, show, yeah. <laughs> yeah, sort of. Yeah, I just I do basically almost everything except VFX. Mm-hmm. But I also have desire to to learn it. Mm-hmm. But then we go back to the other point that you just can't always learn. Right. Um where I am is I I like creativity and what I like is like the idea I need to create. And then this idea pulls out of me, right. 2D or 3D or, or right. whatever is needed. And I just embrace everything that helps along the path. So basically, I, I'm more of a slave to an idea that mm-hmm. pulls in the techniques than the technique itself. Basically, that's sort of how I function. That's a, Dude, Like that's exactly where I am right now as an artist is where I'm remembering the... Um, practicality of learning things it's like you said before there was a period where i was like oh you know everyone's into that i should learn that and it's like everyone's talking about this i should learn this yeah that's wrong because i would find myself as like i i i'll get as far as like i i get it now and then two weeks later it's like i don't remember a thing i learned (laughs) it's just because i never used it for anything and the right and the way you're Exactly. The way you're going about it is very indie development centric where it's like, hey, I have this idea I want to portray on the screen. I either can find yeah, people exactly. to do it or I can learn what is necessary and, you know, yeah. be a stronger yeah, artist. Like it, would, yeah. it would be so awesome. Yeah. What does it take? Yes. Yeah. And then you exactly. kind of create like, like this. Yeah. Own curriculum, your own curriculum of studies. It's like, all right. Exactly. Everything is custom made. Yeah, like every, every pipeline is created. It's nothing is by the book, mm-hmm. strictly. Mm-hmm. Like you ditch the parts you don't need it and accent accent the ones that you do need it and show it in a way that it's not negatively obvious, mm-hmm. and it works. It's beautiful. Yes, and uh, I just by changing that mindset, I've been enjoying mm. the process a lot more now because now I have. A yeah. final goal to kind of see where all this is going into. And I was like, oh, now it's starting to come together. Yeah. It's, it finally makes sense. Yeah. It's something I'm, it's a useful knowledge instead of just, you know, yeah. things that I'm learning on the side, you know. Yeah, creative playground. Exactly. And you get stuff yeah. done. Mm-hmm. But you're not pushing yourself like violently, like motivation. It's mm-hmm. more like inner work, more like inspiration from within you. You're not like chased by the boss. Mm-hmm. But rather, you want to make it true and just goes out of you. It's more powerful, less, better, and pushes you much more quality way, mm-hmm. I think. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm finding it also like very uh, helpful now being somewhat knowledgeable about art to uh, to help with the learning process because, you know, at, at the beginning of things, I don't know much right so i'm like piecemealing i'm trying to figure things out course by course but now like you know we have some context of how these programs are being used where we're like all right you got to learn this to kind of be able to do this you don't really need a mentor to kind of guide you through which you know a lot of new students would have to have that person kind of tell them like you got to learn all five of these before you yeah 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 that is a thing i think when you're in a stage where you don't know absolutely anything, mm-hmm. I think you could use like a course for that, like at least three or four hours just to get in. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then you're on your own. Although I was self-taught, I, I wish I had someone to show me like zebra. Yeah, yes. Like first, because um, although you have software, but you don't know what its mainstream is like 
the, the main five tools. Right. How you how you approach. You don't know what's valued in the industry, like polygon count or the way you do stuff in animation. You do, it's like meta knowledge that software doesn't have in itself. Right. Experience. So that's right. where a person is needed. Yeah. Oh, it's 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 best to have a mentor like mm -hmm. for ten hours to jumpstart you, and then you can go. Yeah. Uh, but when if you're already into it, then you're no longer needed. Mentor. You just need information when you need it. Mm -hmm. Uh, and that's I think is important. Is important. Like that clash, and then maybe if it's something super high, then again you may need a mentor. Mm -hmm. If it's something like super advanced. So I have one last question. Um, yeah. You know what, what would you say to uh, artists out there that are uh, either students or professionals out there that have less resources than others based on location uh, or, or whatever else? Um, their best chances of succeeding within the game industry, however they are? I'd say do the best thing you can do with the resources that you do have. Mm -hmm. It has worked for me. Mm -hmm. My first job was uh, I learned... Uh, one and a half hour length of tutorial for ZBrush, which helped me uh, build my own spaceship concepts that mm -hmm. got me the first contact with an indie dev. And compared to what actual knowledge is, I was useless. But this one step that I took a maximum out of helped me get the other resource. Mm -hmm. So that's that's what I think. Just do whatever you can with what you have and make it best that they can be with what you have because there's no other choice, obviously. Well, I mean, that's an important part. You got to make it, like you said. Yeah. I mean, it's pretty yeah. dramatic, but like do or die. I well, mean, it's yeah. really true. <laughs> you got to really, really true, yeah. treat it like that um, or else. Yeah, you cannot make excuses. Excuses will be like, so easily. Don't make excuses. Although they are yeah. factually correct, mm -hmm. maybe. Mm -hmm. uh, but factual correctness is not uh, always a path to follow if you're an artist, if you have a vision mm -hmm. uh, facts will crush you and vision will, will liberate you if you're brave enough, I'm sure it just, mm -hmm. you have to be persistent yes, that's huge that's I think huge. I think that's the correct way to think and don't surrender and all the classic stuff that people say but it's true, yeah Exactly. I mean, that's the only way you can move on to the next step. Even if you're yeah, in a, the only way. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Even if you are successful, to get to the next stage, you got to be persistent and yeah. keep working on it. Besides that, there's always something uh, unachievable, almost. Mm -hmm. you'll, you'll always have something to chase. So it's, just keep that in mind and it's all going to be good. Okay. Well, Igor... Uh, we are about that one hour mark. This is the part of the podcast where I hand the mic over to you to promote, shout out, give attention to anything or any cause that you want people to pay attention to. So I'm going to shut up and I'm going to let you talk. Thank you very much. Well, it was a great pleasure to be here. Uh, I, I would like to mention the thanks of the galaxy. Uh, mobile game that uh, we have been working on and it's now in soft launch no, almost and uh, currently we're taking a sign up for testing uh, you can find us on uh, Facebook uh, Instagram and official page just search for Space Jar and Text of the Galaxy and I hope uh, everyone's going to have a great fun inside because we did and that's a bit, that's about it for now Thank you. Well, uh, all links and information will be provided with the video, with the podcast. I want to thank Igor for coming on to the podcast and talking with us. It was super enlightening Thank you very much. and uh, super encouraging. <laughs> <Pleasure to be. laughs> and you just make me feel lazy, so I'm going to go back at it <laughs> and make sure that I keep learning it. It's something that, you know, we got to keep doing, man, uh, to be relevant. Yeah. yeah. So uh, yeah. I want to thank you guys Keep so much. Keep having fun. That's yes. the most important thing. Exactly. Always. Mm -hmm. <laughs>
And so uh, that ends today's podcast. Thank you, guys. I'll see you guys next week. Igor, you want to say bye to everybody before we head off? Goodbye, people. Thanks, guys. <laughs>